At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. So how after um, after surprising me with a get uh, a surprise guest last week, I think everybody um, kind of like Johnny Knuckles, right? I mean, seemed yeah. to, I mean, he seemed to enjoy himself. Yeah, um, seemed to, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I think, and we even had another uh, gentleman offer to come on in the future, so we're we're trying to set that up. So I've um, got one too. Yeah. Did you get yours? I got mine. Yeah, so you know, we, I we enjoy, I enjoy. I mean, until we hear differently, yeah. People mine's, don't enjoy in, mine's in the UK though, so I don't know how it's going to work out. I mean, he's going to be about, I don't want to say seven hours off, six hours off, seven hours off, six or seven uh, for you, probably seven or eight for me, depending on the. Yeah, it's something like that. I I write mm-hmm. with some people in the UK, and it's mm-hmm. it's always an adventure, but uh, but but I I think you know we were um, before we got on here, we were kind of talking about some untimely passings and we we kind of mentioned uh ha, former Ohio State quarterback Dwayne Haskins passing yeah, under terrible um, night jogging on the interstate. That is doing something on the that's interstate. That's rough. Yeah. I mean sure. that that is not something that you should take lightly. I mean that that yeah. I don't know where the interstate where was he at? He was in Florida somewhere. Florida. Okay, well you know what I've found anything east of Illinois, you cannot mess around on the interstate okay just uh, because i there's mean no yeah there's no interstate i right. want to Nobody's try to cross blow the whistle or... and save you uh and and you can't slide fast enough to get underneath a apparently a dump truck is that what it said a dump truck yep. 
a dump truck. I thought maybe at first it was it was just somebody a slain. Remember they had refrigerator Perry. I thought dump truck was some lineman that I'd never heard of, and 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 oh god, it was it wasn't it, it was you know I thought it was might not be dramatic on this story, but no, he has apparently met his demise, and we'll pray for him as we do for everybody. Yeah, it's kind of uh, I, I was kind of I was a little bit de- looking forward to seeing if he might uh, win the job for the Steelers since uh, Roethlisberger retired. So, so it's kind of a you know kind of kind of sad. And anytime you see a young uh, young person, uh, especially somebody that you you kind of feel like you know because you I mean we watched him for years at Ohio State. So, right. Yeah. Well, and, the, and and a guy, anytime that somebody public, um, it's kind of shocking. Well, I've seen they were beating up the old man who said something about him staying Gilbrand. in school. Gilbrand. Who's that guy? Uh, he's a he was a real famous scout and executive, and I think most famously for the Dallas Cowboys. And he's, I mean, he's eighty all, something. Uh, he's like ninety one. Well, you know, it's funny you should say that because I was telling you that um, Jack Higgins died. You didn't know who that was. And I so did not certainly know. won't know who Henry Patterson is. And he uh, was 92 when he passed yesterday. So, you know, what's weird about those guys. I'm going to read about him here in early life, Belfast hour. I mean, growing up in Belfast back in the day was probably hard enough, right? Oh uh, yeah. I've heard some stuff. Yeah. But to live through, went to London school of economics. <laughs> Interesting. But to just grow up, if you were born in 29, so wow. he lived through some stuff, right? Oh, yeah. And a dump truck and the interstate did not kill him. So there's something to say about the the raw common sense that people in their 90s have, right? Seemingly, yeah. I mean, it would, well, think about it. It To live that long, you probably have had to make make some pretty good decisions. Unless you're in the Rolling I mean, Stones. Think about that. He's got to live, live our forever. life almost all the way over again. So everything we've been through, and we've got to do it all over again. Because I figure I got, what, 25, maybe 30 tops, 21, 20, between 20 and 25, you know, left. Right? Well, look, I I think so, you know, and we've we've talked about David, but, David Allen Coe, being around him, and he's almost, he's in his mid-80s, and I'm just like, I can't, I can't imagine 35, 37 more, you know, more years. Yeah, but he took better care of himself than we did. <laughs> so, now there's something to be said about copious amounts of alcohol. Well, he did not. smoke he, and he didn't, crazy he didn't women. Because what crazy, happens is you got plenty of crazy women. What happens is you it either kills you soon or you survive. Right. <laughs> so he he has ran the gauntlet. What was that movie, <laughs> Running Man, where they the, the world's out to kill him or whatever? You know what I mean? Before before Wait, there was is all it this running. Cr- is it Running Man, the Arnold Schwarzenegger one, where they're yeah. on the? Okay. It was like it was With like Richard Dawson. What's the one all the kids watched a few years ago? I didn't watch oh, it. Oh, Hunger boss Games. Was, Dude, I Hunger can't believe you haven't seen that. And I said, you know, there's something about teenagers fighting to the death. I just don't watch. <laughs> You're talking about Hunger Games, right? Yes. Running Man was the Hunger Games before there was a Hunger Games. Okay. Don't you, I mean, he had some kind of, a, you know, didn't he have to, it was a It was a dystopic deal where he was in there and he had to. Uh, well, Running Man, I think, was a game show hosted by 
Richard, Richard Dawson was the guy and he played a game show host. And I think that's all those guys had to make it through. And if you did, you won. Right. Right. And then, and, uh, huh. So it looks like his first time was done in 63. Did you know that? What running man? Uh huh. So the running man that we grew up with, with Arnold Schwarzenegger was a remake. Yeah, it was, it was a 63 mo- no- novel that was done in 63 in British film. It was done in 81 in Canadian TV. It was a working title in 83 for an Australian movie release. And then it looks like the South Koreans, Arnold Schwarzenegger did in 87. So that'd have been us because we would have been 16 in time. Running Man, and they, the Koreans did it in South Korea. The North Koreans did it. I'm sorry, the Chinese did it in 2015. So they're still running. I and mean, the Running Man is still running. That's a book by Henry Patterson? Yeah, that's what it says. Hold on a second. It was a novel by Joanne Carol Holly under the pseudonym of J. Hunter Holly. I don't know here. I'm just I'm clicking on this right now. Let's see what this says. Who'd you just say? Well, didn't you bring up some Patterson guy? Like, how did we get to the running? <laughs> we get well, to I brought up that old timer Patterson just died. Henry okay. Patterson, right. whose pen name was Jack Higgins, died. And I said, there's something about those people. Oh, okay. And I okay. said, yeah, they're just tough. You know, people are in their 80s or 90s. They've ran or the I gauntlet. Thought he, I thought you know, he like ran. They, I thought he, they ran the gauntlet, right? I thought he wrote the running that, man. That segued into running, running man, man was the Hunger Games before there was the Hunger Games, right? Okay. What's right. that theory in writing that there's only seven stories? Yeah, yeah, we have that theory in songwriting about love. Right, there's only seven death, stories, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, whatever. Happiness, Is it seven yeah. or eleven? It's like seven, seven themes, seven right. common themes. Yes. So anyway, and then that 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 got us into I don't even know how we got into this deal because I don't remember what we started to talk about, and then just the wheels came off as usual. Well, we got to talking about time. Huh? We, we got to talking about the uh, um, the Higgins guy that passed away and how how hugely successful he was. And I don't know that he is probably a household name. I think what you said when we were talking about all these movies and and it, you, it was uh, uh, the Eagle has landed, and you said who wouldn't want to watch a movie about Nazis oh. kidnapping. Winston Churchill. Winston Churchill. And I said for the time, and, and the reason why I remember to this day, that's how I figured out who it was, because to go through the Eagles movies in my head, because that was the stuff that my dad uh, took us to watch and, and, and watch when I was a little kid. You know, he would take us to that. Or 75 was probably a remake. So 75 from 45 is 30 years. So that's like all the old dudes. And I told you there was a lot of World War II guys around still. So that's like mm. all the first Gulf War guys driving around with Gulf War veteran, they're in their 50s now, and they'll go watch that, right? Because they seen Nazis, and they who knew Churchill was, and and that was the deal, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, grew, so. I grew up, my grandpa, you know, he, he loved, I mean, <clears throat> you would think that if you lived through World War II, okay, and, the, and you know, and, and saw death and, and, and all the destruction, I don't know why you why would you want to keep watching movies about it? I don't know. But well, my aunt, think, my grandpa loved it. I think part of that could be 
dude, there's a lot to unpack with that. And I don't know if, if I'm in the mood in, in, <laughs> okay. I started to say that's because those people, I mean, they, they, you know, they, they didn't buy Japanese. I mean, I just, I remember my grandpa's brothers and stuff. Yeah. They bought American by God and, it, and to, they went to their grave hating the Japanese over stuff they'd saw in the forties. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So those people were men back there. Right. I mean, they, they were tough. There's two things. I think the ones that you're thinking, wouldn't that upset them? Right. If you went through all that mayhem of, 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 of whatever, why would you watch a movie? with it yeah right yeah exactly well, like relive it like sort of relive well it. i think at some point you know a lot of places i think they left it on the battlefield back then right mm-hmm. yeah and what i meant by that is they were given free reign to kill whoever needed to be killed as long as they needed to be killed and they didn't have the emotional start go stop you know what i mean some of these kids nowadays they're in combat one day and they're back home watching tv because they get two weeks off well we can fly home tomorrow pack your bag you're home tomorrow but you only got to stay in 14 days and you got to go back right yeah yeah and and they don't have the unlimited they don't have the unlimited i mean it's almost like hobby war to some people, and, and not the people that are fighting it, but the people that are in charge, right? I mean, didn't you read all the articles about all these generals that have moved on to be, you know, going to Iraq and Afghanistan? It was just like touching base, and they lived there for a year, and then they got the next promotion, and it was never about winning or solving problems. It was about touching the base to, for 365 days so you can get promoted again, right? Exactly. Yeah. So that didn't happen as much in those days, but I think in those days, those dudes were just tougher maybe, but I mean, think of American sniper and think all the war movies. Now that people, the guys that were over there, they watch these movies today. Right. Probably, I guess. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't really know anybody that, uh, you know, that's you know what I'm saying. Fresh out of out of uh, well, I mean, I know a few station. people, but I'd never ask him. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know. It just it's hard to wrap my head around how, like I said, somebody could survive some of that stuff and then um, then turn it into a a a a, a book that sells 150 million copies. Think about that. Well, did that, it sell 150 uh, or is that his total? It's, his total was 250 million. His that one, the eagle has landed, sold 50 million. Like that's incomprehensible to me. What 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 did what did uh, I mean? Who sells 50 million to these these days? Books. I don't think anybody does. You don't think the uh, well, let's uh, put let's the voodoo <laughs> witch woman from England. <laughs> what was I her name? Oh, uh, J.K. Harry Roll. Potter. J.K. Rowling. Yeah. yeah. Surely well, she sold 50 million, didn't she? Uh, probably, but that's been a while. Think about it. Like, we were just uh, we were just looking up because um, uh, our producer for the one album we did, 
he produced uh, Aaron Lewis's last uh, album that went number one. Okay, and it was a kind of a big deal this I don't know a couple months ago, and but to get a number one album these days, like on the country chart, when you know George Strait, Taylor Swift, Alan Jack, you know all those guys back in the '90s and early 2000s, Garth Brooks, they put out an album, and if it didn't sell a million copies in the first week, they considered it unsuccessful. Okay. Now, to be the number one album on the country chart, it literally takes about 10,000 album sales. And that's not even like real sales. Because, because nobody's they, buying albums? Or what, what, what's well, going on? They don't, they don't, yeah, nobody, that's not the way people consume, uh, cons, they don't consume music that way. They stream it. And so if you, if you do, like if an album gets released on iTunes, uh, and somebody downloads 10 of the same song, you know, like the single that's out or whatever, well, that'll count then as an album sale, even though all the songs in the album were bought. Does that make, does that make sense? Like mm-hmm. it just, this is a total, it's so it's crazy how, it's, you know, how you can compare success now versus then. And in books, it can't be much different because people just read stuff on their Kindle, um, you know, just consume it digitally rather than go like I when it comes to books and I got to think that the most of our listeners are in our demographic. I mean, I'd rather have that book in my hand. I mean, I just can't get used to like reading a book. I got a stack of them. Yeah, I got a stack of books. And my, I, got, you know, I was just thinking I, that while well, I got a stack of magazines next to my bed and I I used to sit down and read and I can't. <laughs> I don't. I'm like looking, I used to. But, I got seven. I got seven books sitting beside my lazy boy, that are uh, wait. Is, they're I'm in the middle of one. They're of waiting them. for you to read them. Is that what you were going to say? Two. Well, two I've read so uh-huh. far. One I'm in the middle of, and there's there's four more to go. Four more. So I'm always if I see a book I like, I buy it, and I know I'll get to it eventually. <laughs> Eventually. I don't know. You know what? After my brother's demise, I, here I, you know, raises oh, his head. Oh, boy. You know? Here we go. Yeah. Uh, hundreds of books. Oh, I really? I think I'm going to buy uh, another book. Uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> now, what if it was his taste like yours? No. I mean, not, I mean, uh, some, some history, a lot of work. Uh, he had this, he had, what's his name's book where he, uh, the Eagles landed? Oh, he the book we were just book. talking about. He had that book. All and right, he had the whole cool. Harry Potter series too, huh? <laughs> he had the whole. See, yeah. he, so I mean, it's he was like, just padding their stats. Well, I, you know, I think you know what I think in the la- in the latest years, he's just like you said. Well, I'm going to read that. You know. Oh yeah, never got to it. Well, I don't know what he did or didn't. Right. Well, well I guess you're right. Yeah. I, bet I was looking at J.K. Rowley, five hundred million. Five hundred million. The Harry Potter and Sorcerer's Stone sold one hundred and twenty million copies alone. Wow! Why would she ever stop writing them? Uh, I'm going to tell you why. I pulled into a Casey's General Store this afternoon after turkey hunting, and that's why I'm tired because it's youth turkey season. So I spent all morning in a turkey blind with my kid, trying to convince some wild turkeys that we were wild turkeys, which failed. Wait, you and- spent all day drinking wild turkey? What? 
No, no yeah, were playing <laughs> wild turkey. Uh-huh. I did call in some geese, if you can believe that. And, with a turkey uh, I called call? With a turkey call, yeah, because I think that we were, you'd have to see where we were hunting. There's some duck ponds there, and, and we were at the edge of them. Anyway, this big set of soon-to-be nesting geese, no doubt, thought we were trespassing. Oh, so, I came to investigate. My son would shoot him because that's the way he is, and uh, but I wouldn't let him. And uh, I pulled into Casey's General Store today, and I bought a winning. I, I don't know if it's a winning, but I bought a Powerball and a Mega Millions because I had a dream the other night I won a Powerball, and the ones I had in my truck console didn't win, so I had to buy a new one to make the dream come true. Sounds right. reasonable. Yeah. Sounds and my reasonable. son said, Daddy, what are you going to do if you win that money? How much is it? And I said, Well, it's $260 million. You probably get about 100 120 tops. And he said, What are you going to do? And I said, You know what? I'm going to buy you a big farm over there and watch you take care of it. <laughs> he was pretty, was he pretty excited He's about happy. the prospect? Yeah, he wants a big old case challenger with tracks all on right. it. He wants a. Something and then he said serious and I said no actually I want to give you kids all the money and I'm just going to be left alone that's all I want I'm going to give you forty million a piece just leave me alone this week next weekend and find somebody to do your freaking laundry uh-huh. uh, I think it may be cheaper just to uh, just to send them off to boarding school and uh, hire a maid nope. doesn't matter it's not about the money it's about the uh, experience. It's about the experience. It's about the experience. You know, I spent a night, we were hunting in North Missouri, and we went to a hotel room because I got out of the camper business a couple years ago because I could buy, I could spend, I figured out I could spend a hotel, uh, I could stay in a hotel like, I don't know, three or four hundred times. The little old country, best western there, close to our farm. I could stay in there, and I don't remember what it was. Depending on what time of the year and how much they charged me, between three and six hundred times for what's cost this big camper I had went for. You know. Can I get those statistics so that I can present them to uh, Christy? Yeah. So <laughs> anyway, as I prepare to get our camper out of store from winter storage. <laughs> yeah, don't have a camper. Don't have. You know, I'll tell you how crazy it is. I got this at the at. I barely get my old Chevy truck broke in at 376,000 miles. My transmission started acting up and I kept driving. Huh? Hard to believe. And my transmission went out and I didn't get it fixed immediately because my brother told me the old truck ain't worth fixing, which segues into a whole nother conversation. So to make a long story, even longer, I ended up going turkey hunting for the first time in my life in my Chevy Impala. Okay, because okay. it's prom weekend. I got a F new, as you know, I got F one fifty Super Crew four wheel drive fancy truck, but I wasn't able to keep that. I wasn't able to take that hunting because it's prom weekend, and my wife was picking up some teenage girls, and she had to have the pickup. So my cowboy, my youngest son, who wants to be the farmer slash cowboy, it was it was beneath him to ride in a Chevy Impala to a hotel to go turkey hunting because <laughs> he thought we needed a truck because originally when we go up there I, I usually have my big chevy truck and i put my big four-wheel drive four-wheeler in the back of it and i said well you know we're gonna do old school like when i was a kid and we're gonna walk across that field 
Mm-hmm. And he just he didn't want he didn't want any part of that. Well, I told him I said if you think this Chevy Impala is 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 cramping your style, your grandpa Jim, my dad, used to take us deer hunt in a Ford Escort <laughs> diesel, a 1984 what? Ford what? Escort diesel. What? Wait a second. So they don't made a diesel and, and wouldn't even pull off the blacktop, huh? <laughs> Wait a second. They made a diesel Ford my son said, This is what my son said. What are we going to do with the turkey once we kill it? <laughs> and I said, well, kill one first and let me worry about it. <laughs> and he goes, no, really? And I said, we'll put it in the trunk. And I said, that's what your grandpa Jim used to tell us when he would take us to the Ford Escort. What are we going to do with deer when we kill it? You kill one and let me worry about it. <laughs> I can't wait to say, I don't remember Ford Escort ever being a diesel. Oh, yeah. He had a diesel, and then he got re- he got rear-ended, and then he bought, he had a little extra money because of that, I guess, because, you know, the insurance is paying for it or whatever. And then he upgraded to a Tempo diesel. Oh, my God. A Ford Tempo diesel. And then he upgraded from that <laughs> to a, um, he had a two-wheel drive Chevy Suburban diesel. Probably late 80s, early 90s, 90, 89, 90, 91. It was 62 sure non-turbo, this, huh? Are you sure this that wasn't like a, a Foxworthy joke? Like, you know you're a redneck when you go turkey hunting in a Ford Escort No, diesel. I'm telling you, a Ford you Escort think, diesel. Look right here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look one up right here. I can't even. You know, I saw a guy the other day with a Ford Escort wagon when I was getting gas. Um, uh, I just saw reminded a guy with a Ford Escort. My, my my, uh, my high school girlfriend's mom had a Ford had a Ford Pinto wagon. Well, I love was, that. I love that. Did they put V eight in it? When I was in high school, they'd always put the V eight. I think I I might have I might have drank a V eight in it. I might have drank a V eight. So anyway, the, the, the Escort was a 1980 to 2003. They made them all the way into 2000s. I do not remember that. Powertrains available. Uh huh. First world, first generation. This was a first generation, eighty to eighty-four, probably eighty-six. Hold on, I'm looking it up here. Yep, they had a two Mazda RF diesel. Mm-hmm. You know, I. <laughs> this is the greatest. The greatest part of this is I'm imagining all of our listeners like going. Oh, that that's what you guys had? I had a way worse car. I, I well, I mean, it wasn't I mean it wasn't way worse. It was pretty new at the time. I mean, really, it was pretty it was it was you know, it was there used to be a big ad in the St. Louis paper that said, Remember when the car dealers would advertise the newspaper? Oh yeah. Yeah. And it would it would say whatever it was, you know, fifty nine, ninety nine, ninety five, and they'd go down there and they wouldn't have it, right? Remember? They wouldn't have it. And it was just a ploy to get you in there to buy that. I'll give you a prime example. In 88, he bought a brand new, before he got the diesel, Suburban, he bought a brand new F-250 in 1988. Okay. Yeah. He went down there and they had it, you know, I don't remember what it was, 89, 99 or 99. You know, it's hard to imagine a brand new truck costing 10,000 bucks, but that's about all it was. And he went down there and said, I want this truck. And they said, we don't have any. 
and this lot's probably got 300 vehicles in it, and it's all about getting you in there, and then they're going to, well, that's a base model, and they may only had one or two that day when they bought the ad, right? That was a big trick. They would buy the ad when they had one or two on, of course. on the lot. They'd yeah. get you in there, and they'd try to get you uh, to buy the XLT Lariat, right? Yeah, of course. But in 88, he bought a brand spanking new two-wheel drive pickup with a six-cylinder five-speed and no air conditioning. <laughs> God. I can't even believe it. And That's I took it. Hey, and I took. Sure. I, you know, it's funny. It's prom weekend. I took. I took it to prom, which is this time of the year, right? And we had to roll the windows down because it was warm, <laughs> and it didn't have no air conditioning. But it was a brand new truck. What do you think of that? God. And I just remember people going, "You dude, your dad bought a brand new truck with no air," and I was like, "Yep." <laughs> Because it had the floor vents and the uh, and the yep. triangle window. Oh yeah, window. you reach down and pull that thing at your feet and feel like a fan. <laughs> remember? Oh yeah. Uh-huh. And you and they the had a little triangle was... window and on yeah, the front. wing windows. You... Uh huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah, wing windows. You can flip them around. You know, I went to a school, a high school, with a dude named Stan T. Let's just leave it that. And people know who he, he had air conditioning in his vehicles, and he wouldn't turn on because it wastes too much money. Oh yeah, too much gas. So. So what's worse, not having it or having it and not using it, right? Exactly. You know those people, right? It's going to waste too much gas. Uh, and there's absolutely no truth to that, is there? No. I, I mean, it would be so. I mean, it would be so minimal that that that. It's like me leaving the fan on at night when I sleep. Like it does. It's not using. It's, I, you know, not using enough electricity. Huh? It's not using enough electricity. To, uh, I wouldn't think, but I mean, think. I mean, nowadays, like my house, I got all the LEDs and stuff. Like I showed somebody the other day. I'm, you know, I, I can think of three or four people I showed. And they go, my God, doesn't it cost? And I said, no. What do you mean, no? And I said, look, they've been all all day, and you can touch it with your hand. They're not even hot. <laughs> it's like a fake light. Oh, good lord! Times have changed. Huh? Times have changed. I, I just, I, I, it's. I think back to how we grew up as kids and. Uh, all you know, the uh, the energy crisis we went through, and and this is what know, I can't technology. figure out is if we cut corners on everything, how come we weren't rich? Listen, I, I we certainly weren't rich. We you or know, the the really the wood, thing that bothers me the most, and I don't even know how we ended up here. Is you know, do you ever remember them telling you don't don't watch too much TV? It strains your eyes. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. They never said don't carry in so much firewood, it strains your arms. Or don't yeah, cut too much grass. Back. You know what I mean? It strains yeah. your back or whatever. My my dad never said, Hey, look, don't hoe too much in the garden. It's gonna it's gonna leave calluses. You know. Never said that. I I'm all about the yeah, all about the cutting wood. All about yeah, all that stuff. They didn't care about that. They just they were really worried about our eyesight. Yep. Watching that TV, <laughs> and we weren't allowed to stay. Hey, we weren't allowed to stay in front of the microwave either. That's right. But you damn sure get in the back of that truck with no seatbelt and ride the town, <laughs> can you? Right? While they were driving, hey, while they were driving, trying to uh, open a beer in one hand, and light a cigarette with the other, <laughs> gas those, tank behind the seat. What? The, don't stay in front of the right? microwave. There, there with the gas tank behind the seat. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> but if you stood in front of the microwave, you stood a chance of dying of radiation. 
Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the From the Shadows podcast. Until next time, never shy away from the darkness or what may be lurking in the shadows. We are out. <laughs> At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.